The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? I love sharing with the audience kind of how the day is going leading up to, and I won't give up too much, but this uh, has been intense today. In feisty. Feisty. A riled up group on a Wednesday. McShay's here for an hour. Will Kane, the Rosillo Show at ESPN Radio. I just text a famous person that gave me their cell phone number awesome. not that long ago, and I was following up with this person to ask them a favor, basically. And it was, I thought, for the benefit of both of us. Uh, I wanted to have this person on the show. So I, and I gave it like a week and a half, too. I didn't text right away, like, hey, great meeting you, buddy. Or, you know, I, I gave you it. Get, I you, gave it. You gave it a week and a half before you asked the favor? A week and a half to ask the person to come on the show. Okay. Gotcha. So to me, that's not, I, mean, I don't want to come to your house. I'm not asking for tickets. Okay. I'm not that's already different. hitting you up for I, a I you're item. asking for like a, yeah. yeah. It's reciprocal, really. Do you want to get into An this? Autograph shirt or something. Yeah. Do you want to come on the show? I'm not asking for your You want to be a part number. of this thing? Exactly. And so what happened? Hey, it's Rosillo. You up here again at all? Who and where? That's incredible. That Don't is... tell me it's not the end. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> How do you respond to that? I've rewritten the response like, all, three times. Who are you? Who the hell are you? And and so, where is that last name? Last name? Not going to be on the show today. Not today. <laughs> not today. Who? I can understand the where, but the the where is because of the who. Like who is this? And I spent some time with this person time we were on tv together at what point in this story did you give him your number he gave me his and said dial it up now and i go okay gotcha at what point in so this you were so important arc, to him at that point that he just didn't even put in your name that i don't even care about because i do that to people too okay. when do we get to know who it is maybe when we have the person on but that's not going well because this person has this incredible amazing story that i want to have told and like i said it's not happening today i don't even know how to respond Let's figure out in the Brasillo. next three hours how Brasillo, to that period, Bristol, period. Yeah, all right. Well, let's let's come up with a response at some point today in the show. We'll collectively... Tough guy, I'm right back. Rosillo, period, yeah, I know. It's Rosillo. You saw it in the first text. Me. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you, you said Rosillo. I, I know. I mean, that's how the impression that I made. Oh, I didn't even think about I that. I said Rosillo already. He doesn't even know who you are. He didn't that's, when, that's how bad this is going. You, he didn't even know what your name was or anything like that. The whole Correct. thing was a lie. Oh, that's even worse. It's way worse. That's embarrassing. That too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I say his name? <laughs> do you know who it is? Yes. You do? I didn't tell him. Okay. All right. Well, just we'll... TBD. Okay? TBD. Straight Talk. Time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Let's I'm... turn up the mics and see if I got the name right. <laughs> no, because then people are going to read lips. People are great at reading lips now in 2017. The college football playoff rankings are out. Bama 1, Clemson 2, Miami, the U. Number 3, Oklahoma 4, Wisconsin 5, Auburn 6. Those are your 6. How mad should I be about this? Because I feel more mad than people expected me to be. You know what I think. You don't care at all. I care about The right four teams are in right now. The what? The the correct four teams would be in if we were to have the playoff tomorrow. Exactly. The Not right in the... four teams are ranked in the top four. Now, Rosillo's upset about the order, right. and he's very upset, and I think there's not a lot of angst that should be spared for that. Yeah, I would I would save the emotion, but I, I understand your point. You think Clemson should have been at four? I'm, I'm being accused of being too emotional in a sports topic? Yes. This is good. <laughs> this is Usually, I'm the guy going, eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. What's the big deal? I mean, I don't think you can do that with these rankings, because you could do it week one. 
Like, let me know. Let me know how the conference championship games go. You can't do the show that way. But I think this is real. I think it's a problem to have Clemson with their loss ahead of an undefeated Miami. I have a problem with liking Clemson's wins, Auburn at Louisville at NC State, liking those three wins more than Oklahoma's wins at Ohio State, at Oklahoma State, and TCU. Those three wins against each other are not close. No one can tell me those Clemson wins are more impressive than Oklahoma's wins. I would have Clemson fourth. I'd have Miami two. If you had Oklahoma two and Miami three, I'd still be okay with that. I'm surprised, and it makes me think, because of the Kelly Bryant injury, that is the biggest turning point in this ranking thing of the discussion in that room. They keep bringing it up, so it clearly is is something that, that they are putting weight in. And, and if you're arguing for the committee, you're saying, you know what? It's pretty cut and dry. He leaves the game. They lose the game. He comes back. They haven't lost since. But I'll tell you, having just covered him this week, Kelly Bryant is, I don't want to say he's not an asset, but he's not one of their best, best assets right now. He's not playing well recently. He can't connect on a deep ball, and they're really struggling throwing the ball down the field and stretching defenses because of it. They're also really banged up in the secondary. They could have lost to NC State. Kelly Bryant played the worst game of his career and probably his second worst game of his career this past week against Florida State, and they could have lost that game easily. So, you know, I I go back and forth on it, but I I do think we're getting a glimpse at a couple things. First of all, the fact that Miami has not and will not win a quality, true road game. Duke, that's four and six. Uh, FSU, three and six. I think those are their two best road wins on the season. Um, And then... For Oklahoma, I, I thought about this a lot. Defense keeps coming up. And the fact that every other team in the top 10 ranks in the top 15 nationally in defensive efficiency, and every other team with the exception of one is pretty good on special teams, and they rank 123rd on special teams. Think about who's on the committee and who carries the voices in that room. Frank Beamer. The former head coaches always seem to carry the, you know, have the voices that carry the loudest in that room. Frank Beamer, defense and special teams guru. Tyrone Willingham, conservative, traditional programs. Notre Dame, Stanford. Uh, Bobby Johnson, Vandy coach for eight or nine years. You didn't years, mention the coach. Washington years. Uh, those two. Uh, and the Vandy head coach, I think, for nine years, but he was a defensive coordinator, which got him elevated to the head coach. So you're coach saying, job. look at this through the traditional lens of what these guys are normally right, and, doing. So they're not going to like Oklahoma's defense. These are defense. offensive in, innovators right. and, and all that. These are, I can hear a lot of back in, Chad the, Morris is in, back the, in the days going on, quotes going on, and, nice. and the way we used to play football and, and those sorts of things. All right, let me do this with you, Will. Okay. Straight Talk Wireless, Nationwide you know, I mean, coverage. Not even a response? I guess I looked at the clock, and I'm sorry. All right. Um, I think those are all really good points. Carried on think, too long. I think you're right. No, but it was in-depth. We need that out of you every, t- every now and then, so thank you. Uh, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Who's still alive in this? Today, who feels alive? And we're going to have Kirby Hoka coming up in just over 20 minutes of the playoff ranking committee. Seven teams. Seven. So you're going? The top four. Bama, Auburn, Miami, Oklahoma, Clemson. And then you're three that can get in there. Wisconsin, Auburn, Georgia. That's right. Is don't, that the cutoff? Don't lose Ohio State. Bama wins out. Miami wins the ACC. Lopsided game over Clemson. Clemson now has two losses. Oklahoma wins out. Now you have a, a two-loss Pac-12 champ, champion, USC or Washington. Two-loss Clemson, like I mentioned. Big Ten champ, is, let's say Ohio State in, in my scenario. They have two losses as a as the Big, the Big Ten champion. Notre Dame, two losses but not a conference champ. I think Ohio State wins. Gets in. Over Notre Dame. Over the Pac-12 champ, over Notre Dame, over Clemson. The Wisconsin loss will propel them over Notre Dame. 
But I was really happy to see that the playoff rankings and not the AP, which you knew, and especially the coaches poll, there's no reason to have Notre Dame behind Ohio State today. No, I agree with that. That's fine. But ultimately, Ohio State will get up ahead of ahead of Notre Dame if, if that scenario plays out. And Notre Dame, Man, they don't State have a conference championship. It hurts. Kill this. No, they're no, not. You, can't. No. you cannot kill them. No, Iowa lose by thirty to Iowa. Guess what? They're still here. Iowa did everything it could. How many teams can survive one more loss? Two. Bama. Miami. Miami. That's it. Everyone else has to win out. Oh, wait a minute. Oklahoma. What if moves. Oklahoma? What if here's here's where you get Oklahoma in here. They lose another one. Ohio State wins the Big Ten. And then you have the head-to-head Sooners, Buckeyes. Yeah, you're not you're not putting Ohio State in over Oklahoma. Yeah, you can't. That, that's the only wild card because it would be it would be Big Twelve. It would be conference champ versus non-conference champ. But the trump card goes to head-to-head. Here's Herb Street. Uh, this is a little surprising Interesting. to me, given the way the game was played last Clemson week. Florida State. That was not pretty. And the week before that against NC State, they're winning games. But interesting, considering you have Miami out there the last two weeks, the way they played, Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield. Interesting, Clemson gets up to two. All right, so there's Herb Street. I agree with him on this, so I was surprised about it. Get in touch with us through our 1-800-Flowers.com Twitter feed. As you mentioned, Kirby Hooker a little bit later, but up next, Tyrod Taylor benched, and I think he falls into this gray area of quarterbacks where if you want to make an argument that this is unjust, you can. If you want to make an argument it's fair, you can do that as well. we got McShay for an hour, Will Kane, The Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it, a guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. We just did a TV-only segment on People's Sexiest Man Alive, Blake Shelton, and we may have to do that again on the radio because I just thought it was really good content. So we'll see if we can get back to that a little bit later. Different content. Put it in the seas. Yeah, yeah. We Put it in the seas. Tyrod Taylor benched in favor of uh, Nathan Peterman, who's going to be starting for the Bills. Uh, the Bills at one point feeling pretty good about themselves, 5-2. and two. They get blasted by the Jets. And I know the final score is 34-21. That game was terrible. And they got even worse against the Saints. And now we're left to kind of do this thing where if you were pro Tyrod Taylor, you want to say this is unfair. Okay. Because in just saying, hey, maybe I was wrong and Tyrod's not that good, 
it that's too hard to do. It's just way easier to go, oh, this is unfair, it's not fair. Maybe it is unfair to him, but you have to remember that this is a quarterback that his own franchise said, we don't want to pay you what we're supposed to pay you. You go be a free agent, see what else is out there. If you find something better, you go ahead and take it, and we'll walk. And instead, he comes back, takes a $10 million pay cut, and at times, new, like his numbers will tell you, Will, that he's been a pretty good quarterback. But this is another one of those gray area QBs where it feels like we all see different things depending on which side of the Tyrod Taylor we're trying to sell. Yeah, and I see the positive Tyrod Taylor. I think this, this is, is unfair. unfair. Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, as you said, we talked about yesterday, uh, all first team week to week. We didn't talk about Tyrod. He actually belongs in that conversation. He does. Look at this. Obviously, he was terrible against New Orleans. And you're questioning his performance with against the Jets when he had a 108 quarterback rating. Before that, against the Raiders. He wasn't good in that game. I don't care what any of the ratings, I don't care what any of the numbers are. Watch the whole game. They stunk. Did he give up 101 points? 73. Last two weeks? Pass. I, I'm just telling. Did you watch that game? He was no, bad. I did not did watch he Bill's give up Jets. 298 rushing yards last true. week? Let me repeat that. Did he give up 298 rushing yards last week? He didn't. Is he good? Sometimes. I think he's. I think he's average. I Sometimes think, he's good. I agree with that. He doesn't Again, turn the ball over a lot. Keeps you in games. He's kind of like an Alex Smith type. Yes. W- you it, can win with him if you're part, if everyone around him is doing their job at a, at a relatively high level including the part of giving you some rushing threat at the yep. quarterback position. But what the he's not going to do is is go out and, and carry your team very often. Yes, yeah, listen, I mean, real quick, Ryan. Here's what he is. And this, I, agree, I actually think the Alex Smith comparison is really good. He completes a high percentage of his passes. He, has a, he, he presents a running threat. He doesn't turn the ball over. And guess what that's led to the Buffalo Bills this year? Five and four, where no one thought they would be. Right now, currently holding the sixth playoff spot in the AFC. Granted, not I understand long. that's not a very impressive accomplishment in the FC. But did you really think the Bills would be in this position? No, but are you doing the thing because they're a surprising six seed that that means by proxy he's been a good quarterback? I mean, no, he didn't give up 300 rushing yards. He also went 9 for 18 in a pick. And I don't think it's fair, the Nathan Peterman stuff that I'm hearing after the fact, where they go, oh, he did some things at the end. That game was a blowout. Yeah. No one cares. No one on the Listen, Saints I, defense at that point not cares. Not many people so, in the world like Nate Peterman as much as I did coming out of college. I don't know that Nate Peterman as a rookie being thrust into this situation, 5-4 and four, still in the playoff hunt, is going to upgrade your, your, your potential to win. How does he? Okay, here's here's what I understand. I don't have an answer for you on that one. You're right. You're probably right to prop him up. And it's just the team saying the right things. Oh, we'd like some of the things that he did. But why is it that we have two different professional football regimes going, I don't really like this Tyrod guy. Well, if he's that? so good, why do two completely different coaching staff as front office going, eh, we don't I don't see think it. he is so good. But I think he's good enough to keep his I job. think they're... It, probably 10 without sitting down and looking. I'm going to throw out a number 10 in that neighborhood. Uh, teams in the league that would would say, you know what, if we got Tyrod Taylor right now, we would upgrade our quarterback position pretty significantly or, you know, in their minds, like, no question about it. I think it's a good question you ask, Ryan. Why are two different regimes saying, you know what, we're not committed to this guy. Yeah. While he is a top 10 quarterback in QBR, as we said, completes a high percentage of his passes. When we all see this in the stats, and, and I have seen some Tyrod games, Ryan. I didn't see the Jets game. And what I saw when I've seen some of those Tyrod games is exactly what it reflects in the stats. A guy that moves the ball down the field, doesn't make big mistakes, and I think that threat of a run is a constant tantalizing thing at the quarterback position. But, now why do two different regimes, why are they unwilling to commit to him? I am willing to acknowledge there must be something else there that they're saying he's not doing. 
He's not executing the plays they want him to execute. He's not leading them the way he wants them to lead them. There's clearly something else going on that they're saying, this is not happening the way we want it to happen. Andy Benoit of Sports Illustrated, who yep. we think is terrific. He's the guy that wrote the article on Wentz this summer going, I'll take Wentz over any of the other young guys for the next 10 years. And we're like, really? And then you go, okay. He was on with us a month ago, and we asked him about Tyrod, and he actually predicted this. There will never be a stat to capture our throws that should be attempted that are not attempted. And when you put on the All-22 Coaches film and you see how these plays are drawn up, every game, more than any other QB in the league, Tyrod Taylor's leaving guys open on the field unattempted. He's not processing. He's not seeing. He's not a full-field progression reader, and he's also not an anticipation thrower. That's a bad mix. You have to really simplify the offense and build around him. Now, they put Taylor on the move a lot, which slices the field in half. Now he's only reading half the field. That's a very specific way to play, though. And when you're, the more specific you are, the easier you become to game plan against. So my guess is they're going to keep their eyes very much open for a quarterback, not this season, but you know, heading into the offseason and moving forward. Okay, so that's somebody who breaks down film. I've watched the All-22 of a game this year zero times, okay? Should I watch it more doing this job? I guess there's probably somebody that's going to get mad about it. But you know what? That person has strong opinions about quarterbacks, too. I think this is further proof that we're still lost in 2017 when we talk about quarterbacks. Unless you're awesome and it's easy to figure out, or you're terrible, and it's so obvious that you're terrible, Mm -hmm. there's that big chunk in the middle that none of us really know what the hell we're talking about. And I can tell you one thing. Nothing will drive an offensive staff crazier than seeing something that they drew up an opportunity for big play, and your quarterback didn't take advantage of it. And I think that's part of what's going on here and exactly what he's saying is that they're getting guys open, they're scheming the right way, they're doing things, and he's not seeing it. And that drives you nuts because it makes you look bad as a coordinator and ultimately as a head coach. That's exactly what I was alluding to. That's awesome breakdown by Andy Benet. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. And that doesn't show up in the numbers. It won't even show up on a casual viewing on a Sunday. You'll only know that when you know the game plan and what's supposed to be happening on each and individual play. And I'll say this as my last little rebuttal. I don't know, and I'll defer to Todd and Andy on this. Does Nathan Peterman, though, give you those answers he, in the middle of a playoff? He's run? not going to right now is my guess because he's adjusting to the speed of the game and, and different schemes and looks. But I, I can say long term, he does a better job of seeing the entire field. That was one of his strengths. He doesn't have a big arm. He's he's an okay athlete, all those things. But, but but think about what you just said, Will. In the middle of a playoff hunt, they're okay doing this. I mean, it's a, Doesn't that yeah. tell you something? It's a hell of an indictment. Yes. Yeah, no question. And I would say that, you know, there's, I'm sure people listening to you right now, like, no, no, I've liked Tyrod. Okay. Have you watched this? Like, when you hear Andy Benoit break this down this way, do you listen to that and go, Andy Benoit, Sports Illustrated, nobody reads the internet anymore? No, I like, think everybody think, hears it. You think people are listening to that? That are pro, like, well, the pro Tyrod person who thinks this is completely unfair, do they listen to that cut? And again, that was a month ago before he was benched, where they go, no, nope, still wrong. He's really good and complete. This, this is completely also, unfair. I'll let you know tomorrow on first. This take could here. also be, <laughs> hey, well, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see if we can catch lightning in a bottle, bottle with with Peter. That's Man. it too. Sometimes but, just change. But also now we've got a, a motivated Tyrod Taylor, Taylor to maybe actually listen to what we're, we're saying and to start seeing what the things that he's not seeing and see some of the things that Peterman, a rookie, is going in and taking advantage of, possibly. Okay, Kirby Hocutt next. Why is Clemson number two? What's wrong, not really wrong with Miami, and the rest of the stuff from the playoff rankings last night. we got Todd McShay, Will Kane, The Rosillo Show, reminding you you can listen to all three hours right here on your phone and download that ESPN app. It's ESPN Radio. 
Resources VP Meg Ward has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time. She's totally owning it at work. She even has her own hype song. I'ma blow it up now. My workforce is really diverse. You know, different hours, different skill sets, different pay grades. We're motivating and engaging the right people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce. Learn more at kronos.com slash HR swagger. We got topic Shay for a full hour every Wednesday. Jonathan Vilma will be here again on Friday because it will not be a road trip, although I'm headed out to Penn State Friday night. We got Will Kane as well, the Rosilla Show. Breaking down last night's college football top 25 brought to you by the 2018 Ford F-150. It doesn't just raise the bar. It is the bar. Penn State, you've been, right? Yeah, you making more money? Trying to. Um, Heisman House or something? Heisman House, there yeah. You there you go. Yeah, Neil Everett takes a couple of those off. Let's us. Let's bring, in the, bring in the righty? Yeah. Or lefty? Whatever arm I just hit? Those tier two guys. Like, hey, let's. let's Don't ever say that about yourself again. I know, but I'm just. Like you know, a Tyrod Taylor? Better than. What, do you want me to just walk around with a t shirt that says tier one? Yes. Yeah. I'd rather you just walk around like it's true and not have to wear the shirt. What do you think <laughs> the shirt policy should be here? Why? Are you getting heat about your shirts? <laughs> no. What, you want a shirt policy? No, I had a full sweatpant like, tank top deal at the cafeteria the other day. Cause I, Is I that worked... the day you came in after a quick yeah. Yeah. pump? Yeah, and he had, a, he, he had a little sweat going too. But I didn't smell bad. It was a scene. I had kind to. Kind of gross going into the calf. Do you think I should do that? Like that. Put it like put a hoodie on over it. Throw a hoodie on. Yeah, that's fair. I don't want your sweat all over my my burger. Well, believe it or not, I'm not actually rubbing my body into the salad bar when I'm down there. I could just kind of grab stuff. Just showing it off to me in the studio at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I was right. I was right in Will Kane's grill. Um, we're gonna do world sexiest man on radio. Who I don't <laughs> think. Speaking of sexy, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get to that right now. We're waiting. This is called filling. So we're grabbing Kirby Hell? right now. Do you think the Kelly Bryant? Injury is a big factor in that room. We're going to ask Kirby this right now, but I know it is because he said it. I know it is. Yeah, because he told us. Yeah, but okay. How big? Maybe he said it multiple way. times. How about it, this? It, it is a factor. How about they this? Don't, big? They don't it wipes away big. that loss. You think it takes the loss away? No, I, I think completely. Kirby has told us as much. Like and they have him second, man. Half a loss. Yeah, what is point that? Point five loss. <laughs> it's a hook. What is that? <laughs> so when they look at their record, they go, "You know what? Man, okay, Clemson's got half a loss. Like Clemson is." Nine and a half and half. Clearly, by the way, they don't treat it as half a loss because they have Clemson ahead of undefeated teams. And they're giving this fact that the starting quarterback was missing for that game. I mean, a pass sounds like they don't deserve it. I'm not actually taking issue with it. I'm just telling you. You like that they're doing this. I just had Clemson. And I can tell you this. They know that they have issues. They know this is not the team from a year ago. They know they're working through a young quarterback who's struggling with the deep ball. They know that their secondary is Beat. They are, I mean, ravaged by injuries. Using a wide receiver, Ray-Ray McLeod at, at cornerback, that's how bad it's gotten. So they, they realize they have issues, and they're beatable right now, and they've struggled the last two games, NC State and, and Florida State. And so 
That's so you why think I, they're actually leaking a little bit. I, mean, I you think just they're leaking a little week. bit. I think they're leaking a little bit. Yep. How, can you tell? We're here with McShay. The Kirby Hokut thing. We'll probably do it next segment if we're able to do it. So just to everybody, you know, cool. Go ahead, take a bite of your burger, Whew. relax. Um, when you're around a team like you are, and you've had what Clemson twice this year, yes. Can you tell just from the vibe with the staff at the facilities, just being there? Can you tell the difference between how a team feels about itself? Yeah, some teams. You know, they they didn't have a bad vibe. They're they're actually one of the the teams that you go visit with where you feel like, and you typically are, almost always are being told the truth, and they're just being straight up with you. He doesn't he doesn't you know talk around the truth. He just kind of gives it to you how it is. And I think sometimes teams will paint this horrible picture because they want you to feel bad for them. He's just very factual. You know, we're we're beat up in the secondary. Our quarterback played his worst game of the year. This is coming off the NC State win, and we still were able to find a way to win, and he bounced back from adversity, and I love seeing that. But it's it's a very different vibe. I think we had him three times uh, the year before. Very different meetings than when you had Deshaun Watson and Mike Williams and, and a more complete defense, I would say, a year ago. Hey, speaking of you going to Penn State for the Heisman House. Yeah. Who's going to New York with Baker Mayfield? You have, I mean, like, is, how about, let me change it. Is Saquon Barkley going to New York? He has to go to New York. Right? Yeah, he, he has, he has to. to. He He's too good, carried that team for too long, and teams have just figured out how to not eliminate him, but get to him, and he's taken a pounding and so on, so on and so forth. Bryce Love, I think, has a legitimate shot still. I know Stanford's struggling, but the numbers he, he put up for the entire season. When you say legit shot, to be a Heisman finalist? So or to, to go act- to New York. Okay, but this, and as far as actually winning the Heisman, is it over? It's darn near over. It's, it's I, over, man. Yeah, it's over. Who's who's beating? Like, I don't even, know. Because the problem is for he Saquon. was one to twenty by Vegas odds. I don't know what the next best. I think I think Barkley was like forty to one. I don't know. I, you'd have to look it up. But he was one to twenty. What it's happens? Good luck on that horse. You can't win. Right. What happens with Barkley? And you know, as I say, he has to be in New York. I'm, I'm sure there's immediate response of, "What are you kidding me?" Ever since the Michigan game, go at Ohio State at Michigan State against Rutgers. 44 yards, 63 yards, 35 yards. Like We're not used to that, but there's still three touchdowns in there. Mm-hmm. There's still some receptions. and what we There's can't, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Right, we can't treat the Heisman like the NCAA tournament, okay? And that's what we do with the way we talk about these games. What do you mean? Like if Where, you have a bad game, it's an great elimination? Great game, great game, great game, great game. Bad game, he's done. Right. Like it doesn't, this, this stretch of three games is not what we come to expect. Preach, Priscilla. Tell me. Give me the other three names that are supposed to be in New York. Give me the four names of guys that are supposed to be, or the three names that are supposed to be sitting next to Baker Mayfield that aren't named Saquon Barkley. Maybe Tate from Arizona. He's been awesome. Yeah, but he hasn't. All right, so you go, Khalil Tate, you go, uh, his numbers are insane. Insane. What, Notre Dame's running back? Where's his? Josh Adams. Adams. I I don't know how, you're not making a strong enough case, and especially with Tate getting started later this year. Okay, so that's another factor that's anti-Tate. It's not necessarily his fault, right? But he hasn't played the full season. I don't in Arizona, like Arizona. We treat trying. these kids like it's single elimination in the Heisman race, right? And, hey, that's and by the way, here's here's a that's good one. That's true, but Saquon's isn't a single elimination. It is a three game stretch. Lamar Jackson. I feel like he already qualified. For Lamar Jackson, <laughs> over three thousand passing yards, over a thousand rushing yards, and. I'd have no problem if he's me, there me because his numbers are almost identical to last year's numbers. What are they? Four losses, I think. Yeah, they're terrible. They're they're not good, and he's still putting up these numbers. His numbers are astounding. I'll, I'll pull it up because I did look at it the other day. I go, we never talk about Louisville at all, which is understandable. I mean, you've lost to Clemson, 
Then you lose NC State, the BC loss. How about BC this year? And then you lose well, the wage. Okay, defense. So I'm going to pull it up again here, just because I don't know that people have have noticed this. If you go this year, last year, all right. Um, yards, he's going to surpass last year's passing yards. Completion percentage is four points better. Yards pass attempt, same deal. Touchdown interception ratio is on pace to be even better than last year. Mm -hmm. His QB rating is identical. His raw QBR is identical. The adjusted QBR is identical. He's the same statistical dude on a team on a team that lost guys at the NFL on defense. Yep, and he might be a little bit better this year. Yeah, and no one's said if he's, if he's there. I a word talk. about he him. should be there. Yeah, he, he should, should be, be there. there. I should love that. There. Look what we just came to. Mm -hmm. We all agree on that. All right, Kirby Lamar should Jackson. blow us off more often. <laughs> Kirby uh, may be joining us. Top of next hour or whatever, because I almost feel like we should do that real quick. Sarudi, ask people on Twitter, would people rather listen to us debate Sexiest Man Alive or talk with Kirby Hocutt about why Clemson is ahead of other teams? The Russilla Show on ESPN Radio brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Russ. R-U-S-S at ZipRecruiter.com slash Russ. ESPN Radio. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The Bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. We got Kirby Hoka coming up at some point. Big 12 meeting. Not expanding. At least that's what we were told. Breaking news. Oh. Show on ESPN Radio. When I was going through it, though, people don't get your sarcasm sometimes. That's that 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 might be taken. Hey, Big Twelve. The Tebow Lonzo Ball question never took. It didn't like it never did anything. So I don't think me suggesting the Big Twelve is in a meeting right now. Are you a worrier? You feel like you're in safe ground because you really tested the limits with the Tebow thing. Yeah, the fact that that didn't go nuclear. Like too, I tried it was to, too self-aware. We knew what we were doing. So if I took it seriously, if I told Tebow I wasn't doing it as a joke, I asked Tebow about Lonzo Ball when we were on Mike and Mike last Friday, and yep. it didn't it didn't end up on E News. We were trying to get the ultimate sports viral question: Can you get Tebow, the Ball family? Yeah. And my idea was if you could fit Kaepernick in as well, you will explode the internet. And I think Trump has added himself to that story as well in the past week. So you have four ingredients that if you can put it together, magic. You guys failed. Yeah, it didn't take off. I should have asked the question differently. Like. Tim, you've traveled. What happens when you steal in China? And then he goes, well, I'm Tim Tebow. I wouldn't steal in China. And then it becomes Tim Tebow admonishes Ball family for stealing, allegedly. Right. But I didn't do it. What a sick write. world we live in right now. Yeah, it didn't. I, I would have thought I would have thought that was going to be the top line wait, story wait, on .com. Hey, Tim, do you think the boys from UCLA should come back to the USA to face their punishment? And he'll say, obviously I do. And now the headline is, Tebow sides with Trump. There you go. That's how it would have worked. <laughs> I had only had more time. Uh, some stories you just have to hear to believe. we got season two of the acclaimed 30 for 30 podcast series, now available on the ESPN app and Apple Podcasts. Listen today on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yesterday I went down to the city for the night for yep. this little soiree. And you do a lot of things. I don't think I do, actually. That's what I think. People tell me I'm interesting. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm no, not, I, I, I wasn't alluding to the fact that you're interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying that you do a lot of things. People tell me, you know, that I'm interesting. Right. 
Oh, no. McShay. Shove the mic away and quit. McShay being here with me for an hour a week is like the ultimate self check. It really is. It's just, no, no, no. I wasn't, there was no, there was no thing nice. That's not where I was going there. So Smallman and I were in the car yesterday. I invited her to come with me. So we had the car for what, three hours down, which was a long trip. And then. Uh, she wasn't a good companion, like some. No, we we dealt with it. That's the that was a long time. We spent the entire day together yesterday. We, I don't think we ever got sick of each other, unless you're saying stuff behind my back. I was texting Saruti, but it's fine. <laughs> All right, that's okay. I can I can handle that. And speaking of Saruti, we learned that Smallman has never seen a Tom Hardy movie ever. And you know, we're, you're not twenty, uh, and it almost feels like you're doing this on purpose. And I have a, I have a problem when people do stuff like this, where it's just, are you doing it now to prove a point? I know, Saruti, this must drive you crazy. I was offended the first time I heard it. I'm not going to lie. What do you have to say for yourself, Smallman? I just don't watch a lot of movies, I guess. I don't know. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's, no, I, You asked me earlier. That's the foundation of what I'm going to yeah, do here. Is there anything that you haven't done at this point in your life where it feels like you're doing it to prove some kind of point? My friends hate the fact that I have never sat down and watched an entire Simpsons episode. That seems impossible to do. I mean, I've, I've like caught a segment here and there. I've never sat to, I, I just don't like, I'm not a big animated TV show guy. I didn't even really like cartoons that much growing up as a kid. What do you think? But I'm Russian? with Ryan. It's almost impossible because it's, it's everywhere. It's in oh, like, I know, I, I, and like I, anything you're watching on TV at any given moment, there's a decent chance there's a Simpsons that's why rerun I, right after that. That's why I said I've never watched a full one. Like I've, I've caught myself for like five minutes or my friends were watching for a little bit and then I just tuned out. But I've never honestly in my life sat down and watched an entire – is it 30 minutes or an hour? I don't even know. 30 minutes. I've never watched a 30-minute beginning to end Simpsons in my life. What about Family Guy? No. No, I watched the first segment of one because my buddy Nolan said it was really good. I hated the first segment. I never watched another one again. First segment or first episode? First, no, no, first. Like before like commercial the, break? Right, the fir- until the first commercial. So you wouldn't even let the story develop? Nope. I thought it was dumb. What about you? I'm so over here sitting there trying to think of something. There's nothing you have? I'm a gamer. You're just- <laughs> I'm a yes guy. You want to do this? Yes. You'll experience it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Only thing I could think of myself is marriage. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, so Blake Shelton was named... Man, sexiest, or excuse me, people's sexiest man alive. I guess you could say man sexiest, but that'd be a weird way of phrasing it. And dudes are heated about this. I think this is a sneaky, most debated male topic maybe we have in the country. Totally. And let me tell you why. There's safe picks, and then there's edgy picks. You guys came at me a little bit earlier because I said, Blake Shelton's a very solid choice by People Magazine. And then I just want to point this out. You are getting on Smallman, and I... Join you on this for not ever seeing a Tom Hardy movie. But Tom Hardy's the safest bro dude. I'm really into that guy that exists in the marketplace. How you hot do you think never... he is, Saruti? 11. Tom Hardy? Hardy? Yeah, maybe 11 and a half. He's a decent looking dude. See, for he is in an exclusive category of you can say that guy's got it and no dudes will go like, they'll not get on you. This. What? Are you texting asking who the hottest guy is amongst your no, group texts? I'm typing in Tom Hardy to look at an image. I You've never seen him? No, I've seen him. It's been a while. Who would Are you, you pick like Smallman? Smallman? Have you seen a Tom Hardy movie? Yeah, I've seen like Inception, Warrior. Who would I pick? Yeah. Justin Timberlake. Again? Every year. You'd pick Timberlake every year. Gosh, she got so offended when I said he's not as funny as he thinks he is. That all explains it now. He was a good host of the ESPYs. One year. What about Idris Elba? He's a good looking man. 
Sarudi agrees. You should see him nodding right now. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. I'll give it to him. Who would you go with? Hardy's Mike Greenwell? Dude. Mike Greenwell? Yeah. Dwight Evans? <laughs> Nick Asaski? Clayton Kershaw? Kirby Hoka next, ESPN Radio. <laughs> 